Welcome to the Dose of Caesar podcast, where we run weekly life experiments, question our assumptions, and explore new ways of thinking. I'm your host and fellow experimenter, Caesar. This podcast is not brought to you by the, the original carbonara pasta. Eggs, bacon, cheese, pasta, need I say more? The carbonara is the perfect breakfast pasta. Of course, it can be eaten whenever your heart desires, but when you do eat it, it has to be eaten right there and then. You can't heat it up. That's the problem. That's why, actually, not the problem. Maybe the problem for some people. That's why I love it. You, you have to eat it right then and there. There's something romantic about that. Because if you don't and you heat it up, you get scrambled eggs. And that's no fun. At least I don't think it is. I've never tried it. What's that? You don't know how to make a carbonara pasta? No fucking problem. Shoot me an email. At, shoot me an email with the subject line carbonara in all caps, so that I know you're serious. And I will personally email you the recipe that I use to fill the heart and souls of friends and family. Once again, this podcast is not brought to you by the carbonara pasta, the original carbonara pasta. Jumping right into the weekly experiment from three weeks ago. This is, again, a second uh, recap episode after the hiatus. The experiment was reaching out to a one seemingly impossible to reach person and that was a local chef a local chef who has a really popular restaurant here in austin patrizzi's so this uh this experiment came about uh from tim ferris's recommendation in his book the four hour work week he explains a what was it an experiment no it was like yeah, he 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 would go to Princeton, back to Princeton. He would lecture, and he would get he would offer a challenge to all the students in the class. Whoever could reach and get it, whoever could email contact. There you go. Whoever could contact the most, like seemingly impossible to reach person. We're talking CEOs, celebrities, and get a response from them. You're gonna they're gonna ask them a, a thought provoking question, and you need to get a response from them. Whoever got the craziest person to answer, which is like, I guess, the the biggest wow, would get a round trip around the world. So, coming back after a week uh, back home, not knowing what I was going to do in Austin, um, I, decided, uh, I decided that it'd be a good time because I do love cooking. Remember last episode I said I love cooking, so maybe I should work in a kitchen. So, I reached out to this, this uh, particular chef. I took an entire week to email him. I sat on the idea of email him, emailing him for a week, and I was talking about it for a week. I didn't start writing an email until like the seventh day. I, I was just, I, I was scared and nervous. About what? I don't know. I, it was just a kind of, I, a thing I knew I wanted and needed to do. And like Stephen Pressfield says in The War of Art, the sometimes the mo the thing you need to do most is the most difficult thing for you to do because that's when resistance comes up. Anyway, after the second day, I mean after the seventh day, I wrote uh, drafted up an email, drafted up about two emails, and then it took me another two days to send it. And this is the email that I sent: Dear Mr. Patrizzi, I hope all is well. I know you are really busy with running Vic and L's as well as Patrizzi's, so this will only take a minute to read. My name is Cesar, and I graduated from the Macomb School of Business in May 2019. After working for a startup in the healthcare industry for six months, I realized that I had no passion for the work I was doing. I have now decided to pursue a career in the culinary arts, 
an art that I love. I read, I read in an article online that you two graduated from, the, from a Combs and left a career in finance to enter the culinary world, which made me think about reaching out to you for a piece of advice. I've been following the opening of Bicanel's closely, and I deeply respect how you and your team supported the community of Austin by, o by opening a soup kitchen back in March. I also admire the work you and your team have done with the experiences you serve at Patrizzi's. From an outsider's perspective, it seems that your restaurants value making good art through excellent food and supporting the surrounding community. Since this is the path I want to take in the culinary world, I was hoping to get some advice from a person like yourself who has made a successful career transition. What advice would you give a 23-year-old business college graduate with no professional kitchen experience, but a lot of home cooking experience, in getting a job in a kitchen that treats food like a craft amidst the current pandemic? I understand if you're too busy to answer. However, if the master in you has any pearls of wisdom or specific thoughts, they would be greatly appreciated. Sincerely, Cesar. P.S. After the Vic and Al's soup kitchen, I began to think it would be a great idea for a restaurant in Austin to hold some something like a soup kitchen once a week, where they give back to the people in, in need. Perhaps on a day when families get together, like Sundays, as long as it makes financial sense, of course. The amount of respect my friends and I gained for your restaurant by seeing that by seeing that one act is hard to acquire. And I'm sure this is true for many other Austinites. Just an idea. So that's the email I sent. Um, and the results were that uh, I got no reply the first day. I got no reply the second day. I got no reply the third day. I got no reply the fourth day. But I'm, actually, it was on the fourth day that I actually got a reply. And uh, this was from Mr. Patrizzi himself. I, I didn't have his email. Um, so what I did is that I emailed all the emails I could find on his uh, two restaurant websites. And I just put at the top, forward to Mr. Patrizzi. And um, this was his, rep his reply. Hey, Caesar, I'd love to sit down and chat. What does your schedule look like? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's what I was like. I was like, oh, shit. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> One simple email and a question and boom. You got a meeting with a really successful restaurateur? Holy shit. That's all it took? Whoa. So I replied and told them what, uh, what my schedule looked like. <laughs> and then I get no reply for like a week. I was like, okay. I guess I got ghosted. Two weeks later... So, like, I followed up. I sent a follow-up email. And um, no reply after after a week. But two weeks later, he replied. And he was like, hey, sorry, I've been busy. Uh, but, yeah, come down, like, uh, this uh, this day. So, I went down on that day. And um, went to his restaurant, came in. He was like, hey, man, how's it going? He didn't know who I was. Just thought I was a customer. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who emailed you. He's like, oh, what's up, man? Come on, have a seat. And we proceeded to have an hour-long conversation that made me feel like Tim Ferriss because I was interviewing the guy. I was asking him all sorts of questions. Of course, I prepared questions. I had all sorts of questions I wanted to ask him. I got book recommendations. <laughs> he said, read Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential. That is what kitchen life is like. 
I got knife recommendations. Um, he was showing me his knives. <laughs> Actually, one of the knives that it's like these this Japanese knife that you'll find like on Sir La Table, or it's like really common to see. I think on Amazon, it's got like a nice design on it. I forget what the brand is, but he was like, "You see that knife right there? It looks all fancy and shit, but it's not. It's not that great." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh," because I that's one of the knives I was thinking of getting. But he's like, "It's not that great." But you see that knife next to it right there? That doesn't look like sh- doesn't look like shit. It looks like it's just whatever. That's a it's a way better knife. I was like, okay, where'd you get that knife? I forgot what he said. He gave me a, a kitchen tour of the new restaurant. That was cool. Um, what else did he do? We uh, talked to me about the costs of opening a restaurant and opening a food truck and uh, the dangers of opening a restaurant. Talked to me about how it's not all fun and games. You know, I think he was he was giving me like, I think he was he was just making sure that I knew what I was uh, getting myself into. Like you say you want to be in the, in the restaurant business. This is what it's like. He was giving giving it to me unfiltered. He's like, this is what it's like, man. I work 80-hour weeks. Um, and it's, uh, yeah. And I was like, why, why do you do it? Why do you do it if you work so much? That's the, that, that was, that's a great question I love to ask because in an episode when Tim Ferriss um, interviews Nick Kokonis, the one of the co-founders of Alinea, he says to Grant, the chef Grant, I, I believe chef Grant, he's like, I want to, Somebody, he says somebody who has a bunch, he, he asks this question to somebody who has a, a bunch of restaurants, or he tells them, I want to open a restaurant. And that other person who already has a bunch of restaurants says, oh, don't do it. It's a horrible business. And so his question is, why did you open the next three restaurants? Like, if it's a terrible business, why do you have four of them that are doing good? <laughs> and so, so Mr. Patrizzi's telling me, oh, it's, it's, it's difficult life working 80 hour a week so i'm like why are you doing it man and his response is because i love it and i was like oh fuck that's awesome that's awesome man because that's what i'm in pursuit of here what do i love and what can i be really fucking good at really really fucking good at possibly one of the best in the world at and share it with the world oh man and yeah it was a very entrepreneurial like uh, a conversation uh, talking about his journey. Uh, he was telling me about how he had so much ego when he was younger. And that was um, <laughs> how a lot of the decisions he made was, they were stupid. But he, uh, one of the things he introduced me to was ghost kitchens, which are new kitchens that are popping up in, J- in Japan and San Francisco that uh, have no storefront. They're just delivery only. That was interesting. So I've been looking into that. And, and at some point in the conversation, I told him about this guy who had offered me a smoker. About I think it was that same week. I met some guy at a Sam's. And he was like, I told him, like, oh, I think I'm thinking of doing something in the kitchen. And he's like, well, you tell, man. I got a smoker in my backyard. Why don't you come see it? And I went to go see it. He actually had a smoker. It was pretty badass. He was like, we could start a business with this. But he already had, like, some chef <laughs> who actually showed up later that day that I was there. And I was like, I think this guy just talks a lot. I got some weird vibes. Not weird, weird vibes, but I just felt like he talked a lot. He 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 never mentioned the chef thing. And I was I didn't get I was like, hmm, I don't think this is for me. Anyway, I mentioned that I had a smoker to Mr. Patrizia, and he's like, Well shit, man. I got a I have a shit ton of equipment that I might let you borrow. 
You know what? I, I might even have a food truck I could let you borrow. In that moment, my mind was blown because I was thinking about how this whole entire interaction came about. And that was through a simple email with one question. And in front of me was possibly the access to resources I had no access to uh, two weeks ago. It blew my mind. I was like, oh, shit. This Tim Ferriss shit is legit. This reaching out to people is legit. Which is something that I had began to realize when I started reaching out to local businesses and they were responding, you know? But now it's it's like I took it, somehow we, we took it to another level. And that's by getting more personal. Um, going after one specific person. Asking a specific question. It's incredible. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it and, and I walked out of that meeting like, holy shit. I got I to gotta do this more often. But before I walked out of that meeting, I asked Mr. Patrizzi, look, Mr. Patrizzi, I don't have a lot of kitchen experience. I'm a business student. Was a business student. I, I do. I'd like to be in a kitchen. I'd like to be in a pitch, kitchen. Is there any way I could apprentice under you? He's like, you're looking to apprentice? All right. I was like, well. And I was like, I'd do it for free. He's like, nah, nah, I'd pay you. Fucking guy. This fucking guy. Oh, that was one of the coolest things about him. He's telling me how he hasn't laid anybody off during the pandemic. What a fucking legend. He's telling me how it's uh that's that's the way an owner should be. You should take care of your own people. And um, I really admired that because, damn, he was telling me how many employees he has. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's a lot of employees. So I asked to, uh, to apprentice him and his one uh, his qualifying question was, um, what sports do you do? I was like, oh, shit. So I told him what sports I did, and he's like, yeah, man, it's a lot of physical work, so I just want to see I, I, I want somebody who's, who can handle it. He's like, all right, man, I'll talk to my, um, my, hiring, my hiring manager. We'll see what, we'll see what we can happen. But um, I, at that point, I could only work two days because I, I was working at this job. I'm working at this job, right, where I'm doing sales. And he, he, said, he said, well, man, you know, two days is, is, might not be enough commitment because – because it's two days out of the week and a whole month I'd have you for like, what, uh, eight days, which isn't a lot, you know? And I, I understood, walked out, but really what blew my mind was, it was, I think this opened a whole new door in my life. I was like, holy shit, reaching out to people. So moving forward, that was a weekly experiment. Those were the results. Moving forward, I, um, I need to reach out to more seemingly impossible people to reach. Um, seemingly impossible to reach people um, that I admire. I need to reach out to them every fucking day. This is, I think this is, I mean, this is the way Tim Ferriss, I believe, built his world-class network. This is how you start to build a world-class network. You, you read the book, The Third Door, and that's how this guy started kind of doing it. He's just started reaching out to these seemingly impossible people. One led to another, one led to another. And I, I'm talking about it and I, it's, it's been two weeks since I've done this and I haven't reached out to a single another person. I don't know why. Again, it's that, I think it's that resistance. You just got to get over Caesar. You just got to get over that shit and you got to do it. You got to send the email. There's so many like obstacles in your mind that aren't really obstacles. You're just, you're just scared to do it. So moving forward, 
reaching out to more people. All right. Let's move on to the book of that week. That week I started reading Dune by Frank Herbert. That book is about 800 pages long, but it's fucking awesome. It's like a flawlessly flowing story. There's no boring parts. It kind of moves. It's it's not really even moving that fast, but it's entertaining. I don't know. I've never read a book like that. Maybe it's because I read a chapter a day, and I recently stopped reading a lot of it. So I'm halfway through, but uh, I'm very impressed, very impressed. Never been into fiction. It's quite entertaining. I do... I, I read it at night under the uh, recommendation of Mr. Ferris. It actually works. You know, it just kind of, it, it's like watching a movie before you go to sleep, but without watching it, just reading. Incredible piece of art. Random topics of that week. That's when I found out the carbonara pasta is possibly better with shell pasta instead of just like long spaghetti. I, I me and my friends liked it better with like these little shells that kind of scoop up the sauce and the bacon. Oh, it's fucking incredible. Also, I read an essay that week by Derek Sievers. Sivers? Derek Sivers. Called, uh, If It's Not a Hell Yeah, It's a No. And it's a very short essay. And it's basically that. If it's not a hell fucking yeah, it's a no. I think that's a great way to live life. Um, have I been doing it lately? Kind of. Kind of. Not really. It falls through sometimes, but as I read it, I realize that the decisions I've made in the past week have been correct. And the third random topic is that I have an idea for the podcast where I I want to I want to read I want to talk to like who I'm talking to, who's my audience. I was thinking like my future kids, my future kids, because to them I can pass on these lessons, right? To them, I can speak unfiltered. I have no right to speak to anyone else. Like, like, hey, here are these lessons. But to my kids, I can do that. Um, it's kind of like the How I Met Your Mother thing. But it's not about the How I Met Your Mother. It's about how, how I went through life and how I, I had these goals and I had this lifestyle I wanted to live and how I went about to figuring it out. I think that's a great, great fucking idea. I might start doing it right now, right up next episode. I'm gonna start doing it right now. All right, kids. So your fucking old man over here is reaching out to some random fucking, um, random, random people. And currently, I have a, I have a great network, great network of people that I know, people that I, that I love. But it's time to take it to the next level because my network is the network of the people that I love. My resources are the resources of the people that I love. So I'm not only building this net this network of uh, of people who are world class at what they do for myself, but I'm building it for everyone who I love. Your uncles, grandma, grandpa, your uh my friends who are your quote unquote uncles and aunts. Hell yeah. Let's go ahead and end this show with a parting quote. By Mr. Tim Ferriss. The common approach is very seldom the most effective and most efficient. Different is better when it is more effective or more fun. And that's it. Some of these things are going to be in the show notes. I'll put the Dune Frank Herbert book in the show notes. And with that, we'll end it.